Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Off The Bench with Scott Sattler and Benny Jones for Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor for all your liquor needs. Yeah, well, I'll be that Benny Jones bloke and my colleague alongside me is round 11 well and truly underway and ahead of a couple of big games tonight. One which has already started uh, or about to and uh, one we're about to preview between the Broncos and the Roosters is the one and only Scotty Sattler and Sats. Uh, always a pleasure speaking with you on Off the Bench. How are things, mate? Yeah, I'm very good, Benny. Um, yeah, good start to round 11 with the Penrith Panthers and we're going to talk about that a little bit later on but they uh, continue their winning ways, move to the top of the table Um and I've got a few questions about the West Tigers uh, mm. leading into the back half of the season. But in saying that, uh, I thoroughly enjoy watching Penrith play. They're playing a really exciting brand of rugby league, but still, still have some, still have a, a few stages to to cross before they could be classed as a, a real genuine premiership threat. Yeah, we've got the uh, Eels and Warriors uh, very very soon, and of course we'll be previewing in depth the Broncos and the Roosters. Uh, fair to say it's been a Oh, pretty quiet week in the NRL front, particularly when it comes to origin and veterans, legends, just deciding to hang up the boots. Just another standard week, really, Sats. Yeah, it is. It's come as a huge shock during the week. Um, yeah, I take my hat off to to the people that were involved in that decision with Cameron Smith that it actually didn't get out because we know <laughs> in sport it just takes one little leak. Impossible and sudden, to keep it under wraps now, isn't it? Yeah. Turns into a flood. But, uh, yeah, they did well to... Um, but did well to keep that uh, keep that under wraps and uh, yeah huge news for yeah everyone keeps trying to allocate this to just Queensland and yep. because we've got you know, New South Wales listeners as well it's that uh, yeah this is huge for Australian Kangaroos rugby league more so than mm. than State of Origin because he's been the captain for so long and to be quite honest it, there sort of hasn't been any thought of what a contingency plan may be just in case Cameron Smith <laughs> stepped away which yeah, we knew he was going to do within the next one or two seasons in mm. some way shape or form uh, but now the the race is open to see who captains the kangaroos uh, i think it'll be i think it'll be greg inglis yep and um and i think inglis will be the captain of uh, of queensland as well a little more discussion on cam smith later in the program you're spot on those sats and you know what it's something i hadn't even thought about uh prior to tonight's show is the way that they were able to keep it under wraps secretive of sorts it took me back to a day and you'd remember it. Some of our listeners are probably too young to remember. But before social media, when news broke, it actually literally broke and it caught you off guard. And yeah. that's that's kind of what happened on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. Um, now it's just everything's at our hands. And to, yep. to see that there's going to be an announcement uh, at that particular time by Cameron Smith, everyone knew straight away it was going to be something around his representative rugby league mm. or retiring at the end of the year. I... I tended to think that it, I always thought it was going to be I'm going to retire at the end of the year I'm going yeah. to hang up the boots and then Billy would hang them up at the end of next year mm. and I thought that was always the way that Melbourne were going to space it out yeah, Cooper goes first and then maybe Billy or Cam and then Cam after that yep. so they're not all going at once but <laughs> when it was actually representative rugby league that was um, 
Yeah, definitely uh, knocked me off my perch. Yeah, you went on your own there, Sats. Uh, more on Cam Smith and, of course, his legacy, which will continue. He's not done quite yet. He's got some commitments with the Melbourne Storm, but from a rep point of view, there are few better, if any, in some people's eyes. Let's get into our Friday night preview right here. You're listening to Off the Bench. It's for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power and first choice liquor. Let's get an NRL update for 7-Eleven. Tackle your lunchtime hunger at 7-Eleven. Good call. Well, now that he is hanging up the boots, Cam Smith, he might be able to tuck into a few more of these from time to time. The $2 pies available at 7-Eleven every Friday throughout the month of May. So get in quick and take advantage of that. Our Friday night preview, Scotty Sattler. We're looking at the game at Suncorp Stadium. We'll get underway soon. The Broncos and the Roosters, a couple of the biggest clubs in the competition. Uh, and this one comes at a perfect time, I think, for the Broncos, indifferent in their form. Uh, the Roosters really made a bit of a statement last week away to the Warriors. They've got some injuries. We'll get to those shortly. But on their home patch against a premiership contender, this is where they could make a bit of a statement, surely. Well, they have to. And we've seen with Broncos sides for so many years how when their backs are against the wall, they've they've been able to conjure up something, something courageous and come up with a... Yeah, a real uh, a real upset, and you're either right. The Roosters probably they will go back into premiership contention after that the decimation of the Warriors last week, mm. 32 or 34 points to nil. And um, yeah, they're the best defensive side in the competition. But with this Broncos side, they've got to find something very special tonight because this Roosters side they they changed their paradigm, they changed their way of thinking last week. That's made them an even more dangerous side. Yeah, you know, surprisingly enough, leading into this round, the the Roosters are sitting sixth on the competition ladder, which surprises me because they haven't been that convincing this year, but yet they still sit just outside a top five position, which means if they're playing at, usually we're seeing the Roosters play at about an eight or a nine every week. Mm. Their, their best and worst isn't too far apart, yep. a bit like the Melbourne Storm, whereas this year their best and worst has been a long way away. You know, we, we saw them get absolutely smashed by the Warriors at the start of the year. Yeah. But now they're starting to shorten that gap. You know, they've been playing probably at about a six or six and a half out of ten this this year consistently. But last week they proved that if they can stay in that frame of mind with their different mindset and their different game plan that we're going to talk about, um, that makes them another genuine threat. What we have seen, Sats, is when the Roosters are switched on, particularly defensively, that's where they are at their strongest. I think it was about a month ago they shut out the Bulldogs, kept them scoreless last week, as you've mentioned, over in New Zealand, kept the Warriors scoreless. So Mm. the the fear, I imagine, amongst their rivals is, well, okay, well, once they get this offensive side of their game right, and as you said, that's been a little hit and miss at times throughout the season, they're going to be scarily good because you start from the back, and if your defense is more often than not watertight and hard to penetrate, then uh, once it all clicks into gear at the other end, look out competition, I'd suggest. Yeah, well, I suppose you have to put this down to a little, little bit of Joey Johns as well. Mm. Uh, I mean, uh, Trent Robinson, who is a fantastic coach, a great guy as well, very highly respected by all these players and, and his, his peers. But uh, Joey Johns does a fair bit of consultancy work with the halves at the Roosters. And after their Anzac Day defeat uh, at the hands of the Dragons, he was very critical on Channel 9. He... He sat there and basically called their attack predictable. Yep. Um, it was pedestrian. It was, um, and it was obvious. And uh, and they're not going to threaten any competition with the way that they're playing their structured style. And that's the way the Cooper Cronk likes to play. And we knew that when Cooper was going to go to the Roosters, they were going to. It's not about Cooper getting used to everyone playing with everyone at the Roosters. It's going to be everyone getting used to playing with Cooper. And I think they've tried that in the first nine or ten rounds, where they've tried to get used to playing that really structured. Yeah, you, know, you need a 
you know, Pythagoras with a square root to be mm-hmm. a field position yep. B. If you're not there, you'll be a field position C. Where Joey Johns, with his criticism, went back into the Roosters after the Anzac Day clash. Uh, they questioned why he was so critical of them. He told them exactly in, in no uncertain terms and brutal honesty that you're mm. obvious, you're pedestrian, and it's just too easy when you've got a Ferrari parked in the car park like uh, like Latrell Mitchell and he's not getting any ball. Yep. So um, what they did is they changed their focus and they played with what they call eyes up, Benny, which is play what's in front of you. Don't play to what you feel as though you need to. Play what's in front of you. Count the numbers in head and use your athletic ability because they've got some dynamic finishes, the Roosters. And, and last week against the Warriors, that's exactly what they did. Their forwards paved the way for them and then it gave the ability for the for the playmakers to play a little bit more spontaneous and mm. not be so structured. And the end result is an easy victory. Now, the Broncos currently sitting ninth as it stands. Their opponents at home tonight, Suncorp Stadium, here on Off the Bench. Uh, rare to see the Broncos as low as ninth, but as we said, there have been up and down moments throughout the season to date. There are some injury concerns. You'll touch on those, but what can you tell us? A couple of fresh faces they're going to blood. In particular, I'm, I'm interested in this Patrick Mago youngster, the forward. Well, he's 23, so he's not a youngster, but he is in NRL first grade terms. Likened to Jason Taumalolo. That, that's a decent sort of a rap, Sats. Yeah, it's a fair rap. I don't think it's a rap you want very <laughs> early in, in your career, but of course, Jack Bird out with a sternum injury. Yep. Payne Haas out with a shoulder injury. Alex Glenn, who has probably been their most consistent performer for so many years, is out with a knee injury. And Matty Gillette, of course, is out mm. for another, could be about another six to eight weeks, yep. but but this uh, Patrick Mago, he made his debut with the with the Cowboys, played with their feeder club, the Mackay Cutters, uh, for a couple of years, and the Broncos were able to snare him. And yeah, he has got some similarities around uh, Tao Malolo. He, he's built like Tao Malolo. He's not as dynamic. He hasn't got better footwork and the speed and the mo- mobility of Tao Malolo. But but I can I can see the comparisons. He's mm-hmm. a good player. He's a very good player, and I think under this Broncos system, um, he's going to be a really good signing for them. There's another young man that's coming off the the bench for the Broncos. His name's... Now, get ready for this. I'm ready. Gemmet Shibasaki. I'm glad you had Gemmet, to say <laughs> Gemmet Shibasaki is a Filipino yep. uh, representative player, but uh, he's a Townsville junior, actually. He mm. spent all his time, a majority of his time in Australia. He's a very good player, a centre. He plays a bit of everywhere, but mainly a centre, and um, he's a very good player, actually. I've been able to cover a couple of his games in the lower grades, uh, throughout the first six to seven weeks of the competition. And I've been thoroughly impressed with this young man. I think we're going to read a little bit more about him. All right. And just as a, a final note, before I get your thoughts on who wins this game and why, uh, as far as a positional audition of sorts ahead of Origin 1, uh, we look at the New South Wales centres. James Roberts up against Latrell Mitchell. That'll be a little yeah. battle within a battle and should be fascinating viewing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Latrell Mitchell will be one of the origin centres. He'll be their left centre, you can guarantee that. Mm. James Roberts has been shifted to the left centre. He usually plays on the right side. I think if they play Roberts on the right, I don't think it really affect him actually, to be quite honest. I think these two guys will be the two centres for origin, Roberts and Latrell Mitchell. Um, but you're right, I'd love to see Roberts playing on the right-hand side and they may do that again tonight because it didn't really work out. It didn't work out last week uh, for Roberts. If they throw him on the right-hand side, it becomes a a battle of speed of Roberts up against just the raw power and, and natural ability of Latrell Mitchell. It's a 
it's going to be a really good viewing. Good viewing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who, who are you leaning towards? I mean, it's hard to go past the Roosters at the moment. I'll get you tips for the remainder of round 11 a little later in the program, Sats. But off the back of what they did to the Warriors, one of the real pace setters of the competition last weekend, away from home, gee, it's going to take something special from the Broncos. They're going to have to dig super deep to, uh, to get the points here. Yeah, they're going to have to really drag this Roosters side into a real arm wrestle and, and try and win this like a, a 10-8 scoreline. Um, I think the Roosters are going to have too much. If they play the way they... And they took the same focuses in the way they did last week and Cooper has the ability to let the reins go a little bit and play a little bit, yep. as I said, a little bit more open-minded, I think the Roosters win this quite convincingly. But mm-hmm. if Milford and James Roberts can get heavily involved in this game, anything can happen. All right, there you go. The thoughts of our man Scotty Sattler here on Off The Bench. We're going to get a few more of Sat's thoughts, uh, this time in regards to last night's game, the Thursday night review of the Panthers taking on the Tigers at Panthers Stadium. That's coming up for you shortly. We've also got a great debate. Uh, Makita Power player, Sats will have one of those for us and his tips for the remainder of Round 11. That's our Friday night preview for 7-Eleven v Deadpool Limited Edition 330ml bottle bottles are now available at 7-Eleven. It's a new bottle and it's a new flavour. It's a good call. We'll be back with plenty more Off the Bench right after this. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. This is Off the Bench for Kubota diesel generators. Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. Yeah, welcome back to Off The Bench. Great to have your company, Scotty Sattler, alongside myself, Benny Jones. And before we get to our great debate, Sats, let's take a look at how Round 11 got underway and uh, at a place you'd know pretty well, Panthers Stadium. It was Penrith taking on the West Tigers. A chance for Penrith to go top, and that's exactly what they have done. After a 16 points to 2 victory, uh, they're just ticking along nicely. And wasn't it great to see Nathan Cleary back out there? He actually looked like he hadn't missed a beat his first game back after a two-month layoff. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he pulled up from that knee injury. Meant to be out from anywhere up to 10 to 12 weeks. Came back after seven to eight weeks, which is an amazing recovery. You expect that from a young man who's only very early into his career. But Cleary, I expected him to sit back a little bit and just, just get his kicks away and not get heavily involved so early on in the game. But this kid is made of something pretty special. Uh, he comes from really good DNA, we know that. But he threw himself into the game physically really early on just to get himself used to the, the impact of NRL week in, week out again. And his combination with James Maloney, which are polar opposites. Yeah. you got, you got the young, uh, immature player of, of Nathan Clear who plays well beyond his years uh, up against the the spontaneous, just gypsy-like uh, James Maloney, who just basically plays every game as if it's going to be his last. And it's a really good combination. They worked really well together last night. They didn't overplay themselves. They didn't play, overplay their hand. They didn't overcall each other. A really good understanding for a, a, a couple of guys that haven't played much rugby league together at all, probably only two games, including in the trials yep. at the start of the season, but yet have this uncanny ability just to know what the other is doing so early in their uh, in their partnership so yeah a big tick to Nathan Cleary's return there were plenty of roars throughout the night for the home team every time they crossed the try line and of course at that final whistle but there was a big roar pre-game sats I'm sure you would have heard it uh, while you were uh, indulging in the pre-game thanks to NRL Nation and it was Josh Mansour the news that he had recommitted to the club long term uh, we'll hear from Brent Tate who caught up with Josh very briefly as part of the NRL Nation pre-game, but that's a huge fill for the club. They'll be thrilled with that. 
Yeah, absolutely. He's just such a crowd favourite. Uh, you talk to a lot of the players that have played against Josh Mansour, and they, they say his superhuman strength that he possesses when trying to tackle him. They said they don't experience it from any other winger in the competition. And it's surprising because we've got so many big wingers that David Fusa tours and these Corey Oates as they're six foot three, six foot four and have so mm. much power. But it's a it's a guy that sits at about five foot ten, is so close to the ground, so powerful and quick and agile that uh, he's become a, a real key player, not only for the Panthers and the NRL, but also New South Wales. If he was fit to play, he'd be one of the first wingers picked, both here and at O'Carr for, for New South Wales. So yep. it's, it's huge news for Panthers because not only is he a tremendous player, um, but he's a very popular player in the NRL and with the Panthers community. He throws himself into the community. He makes himself available to the media at all costs. Um, and... And that makes him accessible to everybody. It humanises him as well, mm. and that's why the fans love him. That's why the crowd was so so pumped when the, um, Gus Gould, before the game on the field, announced that he'd re-signed. Yeah, yeah it's great stuff. Uh, before we obviously talk about the Tigers, let's hear that little chat that uh, our man Brent Tate uh, with NRL Nation caught up with the man of the moment, Josh Mansour, uh, battling injury at the moment, but recommitting to the club, uh, his uh, initial thoughts after signing on the dotted line. Yeah, Josh, well done, mate. Re-signing, great news to yourself. Yeah, 100%, mate. It's, uh, it's a massive honour to serve for another three years, and I've always been grateful for playing for this great club, and... Uh, you know what? It's um yeah, it's a massive achievement for my for myself. And not, not only that, it's for my family as well for um, sticking by me for this whole time. Excellent, mate. How's the injury? Yeah, really good. Uh, start training. Um, I'm back on the paddock this week and. Uh, looking forward to getting back hopefully around on team. Thanks for joining us, mate. Congratulations. Nice. Thanks, Tati. So there you go, Brent Tate, uh, our man on the spot, doing some very, very nice work. Uh, Panthers 16, Tigers 2. Penrith go to the top momentarily uh, of the NRL table. Just getting back to Cleary and also Maloney. Can you see those two in six and seven uh, come Origin game one, or is it for Nathan maybe just a little bit too soon considering he is coming back from a, a pretty serious injury? No, I, I, I tend to think that Cleary's return last night. He'll get two games under his belt before yep. the, ga- uh, the the team is picked. Uh, I think it's Maloney, the one that may miss out, okay. to be quite honest. Well, you know, Freddie Fittler coming out during the week and, and really questioning the, the one-on-one defense, defensive capabilities of James and Maloney may probably leave him behind the eight ball. And, and we heard Gus Gould during the week also, who has a direct line to Freddie Fittler, saying that they're going to pick players that don't have any battle scars of years gone by. And mm. Maloney is one of those players. So, yeah, the way that Maloney and Cleary, their combination last night, you think they would be an automatic choice. But, yeah, the Cleary with his deft kick for, for Peachy was just sublime his rock solid defense they threw a bigger player in Chris Lawrence for the West Tigers they threw him at Nathan Cleary on every occasion just tried to basically just rattle his cage and physically just try and overpower him and the yeah. young halfback just got out of the line and just he smashed him on every occasion and then the control of Maloney you would think that they would be the mm. combination but you know what Benny I, I really think that game one we'll see Nathan Cleary in the jersey number seven yep. and we'll see Luke Cleary in jersey number six from the Roosters I think uh, the, the control of, of Cleary and the maturity on his head well beyond his years and then the running game of, of Cleary, I think, is a, is probably the, the perfect 7-6 and six for Freddie Fittler. All right, an analysis of the Tigers up next. But before we do that, let's hear from James Maloney speaking with NRL Nation after the win. Yeah, i got big Jimmy Maloney. We'll just, he's down here talking to Rusty Packer. A bit of a Warriors reunion down here, boys. But <laughs> Jimmy, well done. on A really good performance tonight. Very professional. Yeah, look, it was, you know, there's still a lot to work on. I thought towards the end we had a lot of ball down there and, you know, we started making things up and sort of 
you know, getting a bit frantic. So there's things to learn there, but really pleased and defensive. You know, we, we spoke about it before the game. We sort of hadn't put a, a complete 80 minutes together all year, and that was the focus. And yeah, to leak no tries, mate, really press. Nathan Cleary, obviously, back tonight, mate. I thought he was very impressive. And your combination with him seemed to be, you know, very good. Yeah, look, it's building. You know, we've only had a few games there, so... You know, it's always nice to have a guy of his quality come back. So just gives us another another dimension and another threat. So, um, yeah, really good to see him back. He didn't miss a beat, so that's good. Mate, the Blues coach, he's giving you a bit of a rev during the week, missing a few tackles, but uh, you have got snake shoulders anyway, but they seem to work tonight. Yeah, they're all right tonight. So, um, yeah, hopefully he's watching. <laughs> good on you, mate. Thanks, Jimmy. Stay Cheers, mate. So James Maloney playing his starring role again as Penrith go top of the table. How did you view it from the Tigers' point of view, Sats? I mean, I thought early on in the game they had their opportunity. Certainly were uh, going quite nicely with the penalty count. I think at one stage it was 8-2. Trent Merrin got binned and they couldn't take advantage of that uh, numerical uh, advantage that they had. Uh, they just, I mean, they just couldn't get the game going. And I, I suggest that that's probably what Ivan Cleary was thinking post-game, that it just wasn't clicking for them on the night. Well, they lack the class, I suppose, that the Panthers had. Um, they had a lot of possession in that first half, and they yeah. couldn't convert into points. I think it was like a 9-2 penalty count in the in the first half. And and we're going to talk about the referees, I think, Benny, a little bit later yeah. on, and their decisions. And they did get a lot of possession up in the, the Panthers' attacking zone, and they just couldn't get into any sort of rhythm to try and convert in the points. Mm. And I think that just comes from, again, just those lack, the lack of class in some key areas. Uh, Benji Marshall didn't get tackled until about a minute to go before full time. Like, he he played himself out of the game, Benji, unfortunately. And Luke Brooks, they put a lot of pressure on Luke Brooks physically as well. Brent Tate, actually, who was very close to, to Ivan Cleary, spoke to Ivan after the game. And Ivan had mentioned to Brent Tate and said that they'd never, they'd never been subject to such pressure. Yep so far in the first 11 rounds, and that's mm. a, a huge wrap to the Panthers, but the, the Tigers, they just, yeah, they just lack that maturity in some, some of the uh, the key positions to be able to to be able to think on the run. If things aren't working out for you, what mm. can we change yep. to, to turn it in our favour? All right, well, we'll hear from a couple of Tigers now, and I want your thoughts on the officials from last night shortly, Sats, but let's hear from Benji Marshall and also Russell Packer, as you can imagine. Pretty disappointed after the Tigers went down, making it four of their last five. Uh, that's losses. Uh, let's hear from both of those boys speaking with NRL Nation. Yeah, boys, and down here, Benji Marshall. Tough night at the office, Benji, but defensively, mate, you, you, you defended very well. Yeah, mate, they really uh, put us under pressure tonight, you know, showed us how to play completing sets and um, good end of set options, you know, with their kicking game and really put us under the pump, you know. I thought we did well at the end there to hold them out, but um, we need to sort some of our things out. Got some big men, the Panther, they just keep rolling wave after wave, very hard to contain. Yeah, well, they got a whole team of runners, so the man with the ball is always the, da- the most dangerous and um, I thought tonight we let them get away with ruck speed and, um, you know, really dominating us on the front foot and... Every time we were playing the ball, it seemed to be slower than what they were. So it's hard to build momentum there, but I thought we held on defensively in the end. Mate, Ivan Cleary, what was his message at halftime? Yeah, just um, to go back to doing the things, I thought we started the game real well. Um, the, probably the last 20 of the first half, our kicks weren't good enough, uh, and we're just letting them out of the trouble too easy with poor kick chase. So um, a lot to work on, mate. Um, you know, so they're a good side. Full credit for them, though. Thanks, Benji. It's great to see you back in form too and join your footy, mate. Well done. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Rusty Packer, great to see you back, mate. A really tough night at the office, hey? Yeah, um, look, this Penrith team came out to play hard and um, you know, there's a reason why they are at that uh, 
top of the ladder there. Um, they've got a good young team, and, you know, unfortunately we just couldn't match it with them tonight. Mate, Ivan, clear of the influence on the club, and it's your first time at the club. How have you enjoyed it? Yeah, um, it's good, uh, you know, reuniting with Ivan. Um, we got off to a really good start, and, um, you know, had a bit of a speed bump there, as you do um, throughout the season. You go through your ups and downs, and, um, you know, we're just um, a bit inconsistent in the last month, and, um, you know, tough loss tonight. Um, we've got to get back to the drawing board. Few injuries too doesn't help, and obviously Mahe during the week. Is those distractions, uh, you know, does that help coming out on the weekend? Yeah, look, it's disappointing. Um, you know, obviously, you know, Mahe had a disciplinary thing, and you know, the club took swift action. And I guess it's just the sign of the culture that we have at the club that, um, you know, you got to buy into it. Um, you know, note that no individual person is bigger than our team. So I think that's just a sign of where, where we're going. Unfortunately, we couldn't win tonight, and um, you know, back to the drawing board and get back at. Back into it next week. Thanks for joining us, mate. Ta. All good, brother. All right. Yeah. Panthers 16, Tigers 2 uh, to kickstart round 11 in the NRL. Time on Off the Bench for us to sink our teeth into a great debate. The Great Debate for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Yeah, that they certainly are, the Kubota diesel generators, providing reliable, constant backup power that you need, most importantly, when you need it. Scotty Sattler, uh, great debate. Let's have a chat about this. On the back of the retirement, uh, from a representative point of view of uh, the one and only Cameron Smith, Queensland should go for a younger, more left-field origin captaincy option that can carry the role for the next five to six years, as opposed to an older player who might only have it for the next one or two. Your thoughts, fire away, please. Well, um, I'm going to throw someone in the mix here, then everyone is going to laugh at me. <laughs> okay. And um, Brent Tate's around, around oh, me here He's somewhere. retired. You sure. can't throw him into the mix. He can't I know, <laughs> I know, but I'm pretty sure he'll laugh at me when I say this okay. also. Okay, all right. Now, I, I tend to agree with you, Benny. I think when you give a captaincy to Queensland or Australia, whatever it may be, it needs to be for longevity. Yep. It needs to be a player that can, can really own cement it. himself yep. and own that, yeah, own that role. Uh, Queensland probably don't have the luxury of that, so they'll hand the captaincy to a Greg Inglis or a Billy Slater or Matt Scott, who thoroughly deserve it as mm-hmm. well. They've been such oh, great sure. servants. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, you know, without knowing Greg Inglis well enough, I don't know what what makes Greg Inglis. You know, I don't know what he's like to be around as a teammate and mm. what he brings as a leadership qualities. Um, and he may be one of those silent assassins, one of those silent warriors that doesn't really say too much. Leads by actions? Absolutely. Yep. Where we know Billy Slater is, uh, his communication <laughs> skills are outstanding. He's involved in everything. Um, they they claim that he would be the best of the coaches out of those Mel- those yeah, great right. Melbourne players that come out of the club. So yeah, he would be my obvious choice, Billy Slater. But mm-hmm. yeah, is he not going to be around Origin for much longer? Yeah, it's true. So now, this is a guy that probably won't even be picked in the team, <laughs> but I would pick him. Yeah. And I would make him captain because I think he'll be captain for the next four to five years, and that's Daly Cherry Evans. Oh, righto. Well, he's a captain of his club. Yep. He's a goal kicker. Um, he's a tremendous player um, and hasn't been able to force his way back into the Queensland side. Now, a lot of people would say, but hang on a sec, what about what about Ben Hunt? He's been the best number mm. seven in the competition. But Joey Johns was the best number seven in the competition as well, but they picked him at hooker for New South Wales for, for quite a number of seasons. So I feel as though Ben Hunt, if he played that number nine, while Cameron Smith has now hung up the boots, I yep. think it allows a player like Daly Cherry Evans to not only be the goal kicker, not only lead the team around the field, but also 
be their skipper. Um, it's left field. Mm. Um, the other one that you would look at for, for longevity would be Michael Morgan, but unfortunately he doesn't cement himself with a 1-13 to jersey. Yeah. So um, yeah, okay. the, most, the most obvious one is G.I.N. Slater mm. or Matty Scott. But if you want to go left field and look for the future, I'd, I'd go Daly Cherry Evans. All right. Kevin Walters will be taking notes as we speak. Uh, I don't think he debate. will be. <laughs> I don't think he will be, Benny. It's a, it's a, it's a slightly less left field option than Brent I, Tate I think, anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> I, think we can, I think we can probably bet our houses on it that yeah. Andrew McCulloch will be the hooker yep. for Queensland. Yeah. Yep. And the halves combination will be uh, Ben Hunt. And uh, Cameron Munster right. and Morgan will be 14 and yep. Caelan Pong will be 18. Well, we're going to find out soon enough for Origin 1, not too far away. That's our great I'd make Caelan Pong my, my captain. <laughs> oh, really? captain for 14 seasons. Before he's played a game. No pressure, young yep. fella. Here's the captain's <laughs> armband. Enjoy. Kubota diesel generators for serious backup power. We've got uh, Scotty Sattler's Makita power player. It might even be Caelan Ponga for all we know. That's coming up next right here on Off the Bench. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and First Choice Liquor. Oh, yeah, they're all lining up to be a part of Off the Bench. We love the support of all of our wonderful friends from Kubota. First choice liquor for all your liquor needs and big four holiday parks. Benny Jones, Scotty Sattler coming up shortly. Big weekend of motorsport. They're all big weekends in motorsport, but the boys on the driver's seat uh, will find out what they're up to this weekend. Right now, let's find out who Sats is nominating as his Makita Power Player of the Week. The Makita Power Player for Makita's cordless power garden range. Oh, how good is it? This cordless power garden range full of tools, power through the toughest jobs. Makita, when power means business, pretty easy nomination. I would have thought this week, Sats, on the back of the big announcement come Tuesday that uh, Cam Smith's going to step aside from rep duties. Yeah, it's just massive call, a huge call. Actually, the Makita power play should not be Cameron Smith. It should be his <laughs> wife, Barb. Yeah. I think, because to be able to convince Cam Smith that I think it might be best that you step away from Origin and yeah. and start concentrating on family time a little bit more um, is a huge call. It's a huge call from Cameron Smith, a huge set of kahunas yep. to be able to retire from rep footy while still on top. Yeah, yep. Not only at week-in, week-out level, but also at uh, at representative level as well. Just uh, just amazing, the, not only the record that he's had, but just being able to maintain that superiority about the mm. way that he that can control a game while he's on the run and and to be able to do it at origin level last year last year's game three origin he did a babe ruth moment as we know yep leading into that game he he pointed to the new south wales side and said i'm going to run more from dummy half and you've got to stop me mm. so he basically play, played out his game plan and they still couldn't control him many still regard that game game three last year to win that origin series as the most dominant origin performance they've seen from one player. Yeah. And that's huge coming from a player like Mel Meninga in 1989 mm. who single-handedly won an origin game when all of his troops were falling down around him. It's quite a big call. And then to be able to turn around less than 12 months later and say, you know what, my, my, my body's tired, emotionally I'm tired, physically yep. I'm tired from the, the grind of origin and, and rep footy. There's not a lot of rep footy this year, so he doesn't have to worry about that. But the three games are over Origin, and only he knows that. That it, I was talking to Brent Tate about it yesterday uh, before our, our game uh, out at Penrith, and I said to him, you know, "It's it's really it's confused me. It's made me angry that he's walked away. I'm just going through those range of emotions yeah. at the moment because yeah. we're not going to see him playing a <laughs> Queensland jersey. And as we know, 
Brent Tate's one of our greatest origin outside backs and has played over, you know, I think he's played 26 origin games or whatever it may be. And, and um, you know, for him to say, you know what it does, it does, it gets really tedious emotionally, mm. knowing that you've got to, you've got to put six weeks aside where you've got to play the, the hardest form of rugby league that you can play and it does, it takes a lot out of you. And mm. um, so, you know, like I said, big set of kahunas to step away from that arena when you know that everyone fights so hard to be part of that origin uh, that origin process and that origin series and the origin camps for that six week period it's such a fun yeah. time to be involved in it's a huge call to walk away from that and um while still at the top of your game benny yeah great nomination for our makita power player and i didn't realize it at the time and nor did the 50 odd thousand that were there at suncourt for game three but if that that's his that's his final chapter as far as origin is concerned what a way to bow out and makita's cordless power garden range it is the landscaper's choice cam smith our makita power player of the week let's find out what's happening this weekend on the driver's seat the driver's seat preview for kubota skid steers power at your fingertips Oh yeah, Brom Brom, here we go. Last round in Perth, Scotty McLaughlin increased his championship lead with a perfect 300 points, two from two. Nice work, Scotty. And what was more remarkable, that on race two on the Sunday, he came from 19th on the grid to win it. No one's ever won a race uh, this season from outside the top three, but Scotty Mack told the team on the driver's seat just how he did it. Let's have a listen for Kubota Construction Equipment. It delivers power and performance. Speak to your Kubota dealer. Let's take a listen. You know, I've got an okay start, but couple of guys jumped me around the outside. I was just playing it pretty uh, cautious, sort of just getting through that first bit. And then I was going to really take off because we were going to do a three-stopper and, um, and and probably come in around lap 11 or 13. And so we sort of um, you know, sort of got into a groove and, and then, yeah, obviously got over the top of the hill and far out, uh, see Scotty Pye turn across my nose and everyone checked up. And I, soon, I sort of was... The, the best positioned out of probably six or seven cars and I just went down the inside of all those guys and the next lap I passed Frosty into the bowl and um, and, and then the, ne- the next minute I see coming out of the corner there's like three cars tangling and I got another two spots out of it so <laughs> it was sort of like yeah just it all fell into place and then next minute the safety car come out and we were fifth on the road so I was like alright this is good so, <laughs> you're thinking there's no way that you could have you could have scripted the start of that race for you especially well, I knew we were in an okay place because we were going to go pretty aggressive with the strategy. And, you know, if I was, you know, in the top, they were happy if I was top 10 after lap 10 or something, we'd be okay. So when we were fifth, I was like, oh, we must be looking real good because um, <laughs> I knew our sort of middle stop would be all right. So, yeah, it was good. Do you know, just going back a, a few wins here, do you know, uh, well, you've had 11 wins for the team. And uh, yep. not that you probably count, but I've got it here in front of me, which is quite easy to no, read. I count. I count. Oh, you count? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's no, good. No. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember your furthest winning position back with the team? Where you started from? He's on it. Yeah, Gold Coast. Oh, he's on 30. it. He's been yeah. reading our script. I was Nimsy. about to say, did I, nah. I didn't email you my notes, did I, Scotty? <laughs> no, 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 no. I just, I, I, I'm weird, though, mate. I, I have an Excel spreadsheet at home. I have all my grid slots and everything. It's just something I do. <laughs> Another huge show this Sunday on the driver's seat. Both Maddie McKeldon and Steve Johnson are racing in Winton for the next round, but we'll catch up with them trackside on this week's show and the roadside red carpet returns once again. Catch the latest episode of the driver's seat uh, on Facebook and get the podcast at driver's seat show for Kubota M71 size and power. Quick break, then we're back with Sats tips for the remainder of round 11 in the NRL. Plenty more off the bench still to come. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, Big Four. Book now at bigfour.com.au and first choice liquor. 
It's time for Scotty's Tips for Big Four Holiday Parks. Book your next great Australian break at bigfour.com.au. Yeah, I'm glad they're Scotty's because mine have been... Sounds like my grandmother, Scotty. Oh, Scotty. Scotty's Tips. Scotty's Tips, yeah. Mine have been horrible this year, so I hope you're going slightly better than I am. Nah, uh, mine, so are, mine are terrible. Yeah, it's been one of those years. Hey, book a great Aussie escape at bigfour.com.au forward slash great Aussie escapes. There's some absolute rippers there at the website. Uh, let's get into it. Round 11, what's left of it? Uh, tonight's game. What are you thinking here, Sats? Broncos, Roosters, hard to go past the Sydney boys. I think the Roosters will win, but I think it'll be a really tight game. I think Wayne Bennett will have his Broncos side really prepared from a defensive focus. When the Broncos get in a defensive focus, usually their attack comes good. But if they go in with that focus and try and shut the Roosters down, I think they can do it, but I just don't think they're going to have enough arsenal to beat them. Yeah, and when they get written off too or uh, given no hope, that's probably when Brisbane are at their most dangerous. Saturday, triple header. We start with the Titans and the Knights. A couple of weeks ago, I would have said Newcastle how far. They've had a little bit of a slip up, and uh, the Titans will, from one week to the next, who knows what we're going to get from from Gold Coast. Yeah, I think the Titans will upset the Knights here. Uh, I've been really... Impressed with the Knights this year. Thoroughly impressed uh, on the back of this young whiz kid, Caelan oh, Ponga. But yep. we've got two young whiz kids up against each other. They're both the same age. Uh, AJ Brimson may be a year younger, but mm. he's 19 years of age. He's the 5'8 for the Titans. He's a future superstar up against Caelan Ponga, who plays like a second 5'8 anyway for the Knights. But uh, with the return of Jai Arrow, I like the Titans here, and I think they'll cause the upset. Ooh, okay. Uh, the Cowboys are struggling, to put it gently, and they're probably thinking to themselves, wouldn't it be nice to just roll into a side that's out of form, not going too well, and we're at home, so we could get an easy kill? They've got the Rabbitohs and GI. They're rampaging at the moment, and uh, North Queensland yeah. up against it. Yeah, well, the Cowboys have named practically the same side when many thought that Paul Green may make some changes this week. Um, I'll be interested to see whether whether he does introduce some of the younger players in his depth over the next uh, couple of weeks. I think he needs to. But I think the Rabbitohs, they're scoring too many points at the moment. The Cowboys are struggling to score score any at all. All right. And uh, the third and final game of that uh, Saturday pits the Storm up against the Seagulls. Melbourne bounced back, as good sides do, with a win over the Titans last week, as they were probably expected. But the performance of Manly, considering all the on-field, off-field dramas to go to Suncorp Stadium, and give the Broncos a bit of a touch-up, a spanking, if you will, yeah. uh, not to be ignored either. No, exactly. Uh, they've had five losses before that win, uh, the Manly Seagulls last week. And, yeah, to beat the Broncos, it was good. But I, I just don't think a win over the Broncos is convincing enough for me at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, without Cameron Smith, it's going to hurt the Storm. And we, we see, funnily enough, the last time he missed a game was 10 years ago in the <laughs> 2008 Grand Final against yeah. Manly. Manly yeah. won 40-0. Yep. Um, but I think this storm side a little bit more balanced now. Uh, Brandon Smith, the young Kiwi that's stepping in, 21-year-old to play hooker for Smith. He's he's an outstanding player. So I still think the storm will be too too dangerous. All right, two to go, Sat. Sunday, uh, the Dragons, uh, a little bit of a reality check last week, but uh, they're still a side to be reckoned with. And the Raiders, well, as long as they're not leading with uh, 10 or 15 minutes to go, they might be half a chance here, uh, Sats. But, uh, gee, you'd just be... Pulling your hair out if you like Gary Belcher and a Canberra Raiders fan at the moment. Oh yeah, they're they're frustrating at the moment. Their their body language is is very negative and it's it's unfortunate. Um, but the Dragons, uh, this is played mudgy this game. One of those regional games. It'll be outstanding for all those regional rugby league supporters. But the Dragons, 
Yeah, they had the fall-off factor last week. They got up for Melbourne. Yep. They got beaten by the Rabbitohs, emotionally coming down from that. But they'll get back up in this regional game. A lot of Dragons fans, and I think they'll beat the Raiders easy. And two sides that, uh, you know, I'm putting it as uh, generously as I can, have struggled, have battled. But uh, backs to the walls victory last week uh, that uh, should not be certainly uh, waved away. That's the Sharks and the Bulldogs. There can only be one winner in this game. But, uh, boy, if... if Conversely to being a Raiders fan, you're frustrated. If you're a supporter of the Sharks in particular with the injuries they've had, and even the Bulldogs at times, you'd be pretty proud of the way they're going about it. Yeah, they would. Yeah, the Bulldogs are trying hard. The Sharks are real, they're real smoky at the moment. They're winning games without yep. some of their star players. And, um, and to do that and get those games in the bank um, during this part of the season is really important. Paul Gallen returns. The Bulldogs are trying hard. They just, they just don't have that, that class to be able to... Yeah, the Kieran Foran, their key player, is he's really off at the moment, and um, that's where everything stems from. They haven't got a recognised number nine as well, but what I'm loving about this game is David Clemmer up against Andrew Fafita, mm. Paul Gallen up against Josh Jackson. <laughs> It'll be a really good forwards battle, uh, but I think the Sharks will be too, too powerful. Well, I think we're done. Footy tips there for round 11. Big Four book now at bigfour.com.au. And on that note, Sats, you may now go and enjoy the rest of your weekend for Kubota and also for First Choice Liquor. For all your liquor needs, I'll catch the same place next week, same time. Au revoir, Benny. And that's it for Off the Bench. Uh, Have a great weekend. Hope your side has a win. And we'll catch you right back here next week on Off the Bench.